Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my Oh, this could be a really wild and wacky segment, and uh, we got to talk about the on-demand abortion advocate uh, who is just very upset at us. It's all your fault. This one was all you. Okay. Uh, but let's do, this is voicemail, so let's do this first. Uh, we got a lovely call from a uh, longtime listener of the show about uh, – uh, some comments we made on Mike Pence, and I did want to address this because I think this person asks a, a fair, uh, fair question. And uh, so let's play his call, and then we'll answer it. Hello, Rob and Casey. This is Tom from Brazil again. Hey, I've been listening to your show, and you play this tape, uh, this uh, from Mike Pence down in Georgia, right before the January sixth, and you're very critical of him, and he deserves every bit of your criticism. I wouldn't vote for him for dog catcher. But to be fair, when during that speech, he did say, we will hear the objections and listen to the, uh, uh, what is it, the, the, the evidence, or look at the evidence. And as far as I know, there was no objections put up and there was no evidence offered during the confirmation hearings. So, you know, does, does, is he right? I mean, you know, does he deserve all the criticism for not stopping the boat, for not, uh, for not uh, canceling the, uh, the election results? And just, just a thought. You guys keep up the good work. Man, you guys are great. Love listening to you. Okay, so first of all, they basically stopped the whole thing once the January 6th stuff happened and just said, we're done here, approved the thing, let's go home. Yeah. There were many, many people who objected to this, and it is, I mean, it is ludicrous to think it's something as complex as election and election fraud that in a one or two hour hearing, you're going to, well, Ben Matt, this is not Ben Matlock. Sure, it's not going to be wrapped up in 28 minutes. Right. However, there were, Pennsylvania is a great example, in which members of the Pennsylvania state government were waving their hands going, hey, wait a second. This is complete bullcrap. What happened here? We're not talking about like fringe tinfoil hat people. We're talking about elected people inside the Pennsylvania state government. We're saying we didn't approve this. We, th- this wasn't legal. This this uh, this governor and secretary of state just came out and snapped their finger. We didn't approve. We have no accountability for this whatsoever. So that many many people objected, and again, even if they hadn't. Okay, let's just live in a world where there was nobody was objecting. Of course, it's ludicrous because Democrats objected in 2016 as well, which conveniently never gets mentioned. But let's just pretend no one had objected. Then how in the world does Mike Pence, and I told you we were going to get our good out of this audio, didn't Mm -hmm. I, Casey? Mm -hmm. On January 4th. So everybody knows this is not the day after the election. 
This is January the 4th. Mike Pence is the vice president of the United States. He's in constant contact with Donald Trump. Yep. He clearly knows every person in the country knew Trump was going to object to the election on January 6th. And people, congressmen, et cetera, were going to object on January 6th. So on January 4th, Mike Pence goes to Georgia mm-hmm. and says this. You know, I'm here because I stand with President Donald Trump. And I'm here because we stand with Senator David Perdue and Senator Kelly Leffler. You know, I know we all we all got our doubts about the last election. Oh. And I want to assure you, I share the concerns of millions of Americans about voting irregularities. Oh. Not too concerned. Voting irregularities. Come this Wednesday, Uh we'll have our day in Congress. We'll hear the objections. We'll hear the evidence. But tomorrow is Georgia's day. So he had every opportunity right mm-hmm. there on January the 4th. Mm-hmm. If indeed there was nothing he could do, if it was a fait accompli, signed, sealed, and delivered, to stand up in front of those people, to man up, to put some hair on his peaches, and say, hey, we're here for Leffler and David Perdue, and we all got to go vote for them to save this government because this thing is donezo, and nothing's going to happen on, on January the 6th. And I've just got to rubber stamp this. That's my whatever phrase he wants to use, my oath or my constitutional duty or whatever. Mm -hmm. He certainly didn't do that. And it's not like he got any additional information between January 4th and January the 6th. He told those people that because that's what he thought they wanted to hear. The same way as he's saying now what he actually thinks. He hates Donald Trump. Mike Pence hated Donald Trump from the moment he agreed to be his vice president, and his wife certainly couldn't stand Donald Trump. And Mike Pence did it because that's what the Pence family always does, the path of least resistance that will help them the most politically. Absolutely. He said that he had concerns. And I'm really curious because at the beginning of the show at 9 o'clock, we started off and we heard from Donald Trump, and he said he's calling for everybody else to drop out of the race. Uh, Is he specifically talking about Mike Pence, who, by the way, right now, as we speak, is in Atlanta speaking at the gathering, which is a conservative conference. And I'm really curious if he's going to address any of this. Uh, if anybody will bring up, hey, do you remember that one time on January 4th when you were here and you said you had concerns? Okay, speaking of uh, people that we are now just laughing at, mm. uh, our, our old Palski, uh, on-demand abortion advocate, Destiny Wells, mm-hmm. she has like, spent much of the day yesterday continuing to tweet about me yeah and she's mad at me mm-hmm. for something that you did well i mean it's not really fair that i got holy, punished for this it's a, not something holy that i did well she's very we were in that we were in there together well so if you missed the last couple shows <laughs> i had the great misfortune of having to spend time on television with on-demand abortion advocate destiny wells you may remember her she lost terribly to diego morales mm-hmm. in the secretary of state's race last yeah. year and uh on-demand abortion advocate Destiny Wells uh, was very, very upset that she had to spend any sort of time with me and made many very rude and snide comments. And so we talked about them on this show and we talked about her on-demand abortion advocacy, which Mm -hmm. again, Casey, if you are for killing a baby from conception to live birth and you've never offered any restrictions whatsoever that you support, what what, what am I supposed to call that? An on-demand fetus brain sucker i mean like what, what am i supposed to call you other than an on-demand abortion advocate yeah 
Because that's what it is. Absolutely. And so I don't know why she's mad at me for pointing out what her policy position is. Destiny, I would love if your position was, I am 100% pro-life from conception mm-hmm. to live birth. I'd love to call you uh, pro-life advocate, Destiny Wells. But I can't, I can't do that. Right. And so she posted this very bizarre picture tweeting at me where she tried to pretend like she wasn't listening, listening. and people were just, you know, just even though we never named her, people were just flooding her with messages, which I had no idea. We had so many uber liberal people listening to this show, which that's very cool. Uh, but she had it was a pro-abortion post Mm -hmm. she said that uh someone's uh, someone's obsessing about me and my abortion advocacy in the radio again Uh and then she put a picture she's driving she's smiling and um her child is in the back and i had said now i was gonna let it go let's point out to everyone did we not did we not have this conversation we did and i said i'm gonna let that go because that's super weird that you would do an abortion post with your kid in the background yep but let's also point out she is telling people look at me in this photo Mm -hmm. it's not like we like found this photo laying on the floor somewhere she's putting it on social media going look at me look Mm -hmm. at me look at me so we're looking at you right and we think it's super weird and creepy that you are posting a photo of your kid while you're advocating for abortions yes and i casey will be the we were gonna let that go yeah i I said look i i just you know there's many other ways we can point out how sick and disgusting it is to be an on-demand abortion advocate Mm -hmm. um and we don't need to mention that. And so we let it go. And then the next day you said, that is super creepy. We need to point this out. It stuck with me. And more and more people that I talked to, they had mentioned it too, that they thought that's interesting. That's weird. It's icky that you're putting your child on a post that you're talking about abortion. And yet she yesterday just kept rage tweeting at me. And then, I wasn't even the one who started at that time. You were the one who said we had to talk about it. Yeah. And you know, I'm always willing to, you know, walk through that door, but I... I feel like she should at least be rage tweeting at Casey Daniels 317 a little bit. <laughs> you want me to take some of this heat? Uh, should we read? Should we do a dramatic reading of I'm some a of her? Girl. I can handle of it. Some of her tweets at us. Yeah. So, Kev, what I'm going to do, I'm going to read two of these. It's a long string of thoughts from on-demand abortion advocate Destiny Wells. Who's not listening, by the way. No, she's definitely not listening. Um, and so I'm going to, I'll tell you when I want to stop because I do want to address something that she said. And so, Kev, you're a trained professional. You'll be able to play along. All right, Kev, are you ready? Also, what transpired before and after a taped TV segment with him was merely banter. She said that was a blowhard. (laughs) Didn't know that was banter. However, at Robin, Kendall is too thin-skinned to hold space with a woman. Casey, are you a woman? Yes. All day. Every day. I worked with... Born that way. You for a year and a half. Mm Mm-hmm. Worked with Mock for... Over a year, yeah. Worked with the other Daisy for yeah. a year, yeah. Yeah, but but I'm I'm too skin thin skinned to hold place space with a woman. Yeah, I don't want to quote suck the brains out of fetuses as he claims, and I find the language to be lewd, especially for radio. Oh. Okay, so she's very concerned about the language. Now, Casey, I'm going to go, and I went to the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops to find this information. Okay. Casey, are you aware of what partial birth abortion is? I'm, well, well, I a, mean, not not intimately, no. Well, but Absolutely not, are you, no. Are you aware what happens during a partial, partial birth abortion? Because she's very mad about the lewd language I'm mm-hmm. using. I'm about to read to you. Now, this is from the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. Quote, 
The doctor delivers a substantial portion of the living child outside the mother's body, the entire head in a head first delivery or the trunk past the navel in a feet first delivery, then kills the baby by crushing his skull or removing his brain by suction. So if you are for abortion without limits, you are for sucking the brains out of a defenseless fetus. Now, destiny, if you have some limit to abortion that you haven't expressed in the entire time you were running for public office or today, then why don't you let everybody know what limits you have for abortion? You know what's lewd? Murdering a a defenseless baby. Not language describing what you are for. Advocating for. Yeah. I am not the lewd one here. The lewd, and that isn't even a word that begins to, to, to cover it, is for slaughtering innocent, defenseless babies who have a right to life. You know what's lewd? Saying that that's health care. Keep going. I don't know if he'll drag this out a third morning in a row, but I do know that at this point, I am entirely uncomfortable with this lewd language and false statements. Lesson for everyone. Don't play chess with a bird-brained pigeon. (laughs) Well, here's the deal, Destiny. We're going to keep talking about this because we believe in life and we believe in the right to life. And we believe that these defenseless, innocent babies who have done absolutely nothing wrong have the right to live. And I'm sorry if you think me telling our super big audience what you are in favor of is lewd. If you think that's lewd, then maybe you need to look in the mirror. Maybe the problem is you and not the person on the radio telling people what you are for. If there is some abortion restriction you support, let us know. We'd love to hear it because I watched your campaign for an entire year and you were firmly in the no restriction club from everything I saw. So if there's some restriction, not that that would make any of it okay, let us know. Or if you want to let this go, we can be done here. But we are going to keep talking about what you and the Democrats are for, which is for on-demand abortion from conception to live birth. She said uh, three hours ago, thinking I may not take a seat and pipe down, thinking I may run again. Great. You can lose to Diego Morales by 14 points again. Wonderful. Fabulous. Can't wait.